Welcome again to Free Talk Live. We are here in Acapulco, Mexico for day number five. Dia numero cinco. <laughs> Ian and Mark here with you. Hey, Mark. Hey, hi. another another one beautiful day in Acapulco. Another beautiful day. Uh, more delicious uh, tacos from a local you know street street food vendor at a local market. Very very good stuff. Uh, we went back there today because we enjoyed them so much yesterday. Yeah, it was great. Uh, all of uh, what about two bucks, just over maybe two dollars and twenty cents for five tacos. Now they're not the you know heaping tacos or anything like that, but they're they're good and they're cheap. And those things are plentiful down here. It's not. We didn't re- encounter some rare vendor with cheap tacos. It's almost no, all. No, by no It's means. almost all like that. Uh, so we're here in Acapulco, gearing up for the beginning of Anarchapulco, which kicks off this Thursday at a uh, beautiful resort. We are nowhere near that part of town right now. We are all the way in basically what is I think considered old Acapulco. Uh, where we're at right now. Yeah, so um, Anarchapulco kicks off in a few days, but tomorrow the Dollar Vigilante Summit kicks off, so they're going to be starting that up, and we'll be heading on over on the 13th. Right, so we're going to get over there, get everything all set up, and uh, so yeah, we got our got our week planned out here. Um, you can join us, by the way. There's a toll-free number, and that number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855 855- Four five zero three seven three three. We also have the Discord on-air call-in line rooms. They are open and available to you as well. Uh, if you want to sound almost like you're sitting here in our remote semi-rooftop studio, you can uh, join us on our Discord server. Go to discord.lrn.fm to do that. Once again, that's discord.lrn.fm. So lots to talk about here tonight. Mark, you said this uh, Soak the Rich article sounded interesting to you. It was published a few days ago on Politico. Headline, Soak the Rich, Americans say go for it. Surveys are showing overwhelming support for raising taxes on top earners. This is what poor countries do. You're saying America is, uh, is now a poor country? Well, it's, it's working on uh, becoming a poor country. So um, what happens is, is that uh, people are like, how come they've got it good and I don't have it as good? And uh, the, you know, they're like, well, they should pay more in order for us to have the services that we've, to which we have grown accustomed. Of course, they're inefficient. And of course, we pay way, 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 way too much for those services because the government institutes them. But whatever, somebody else is going to pay for it. It's not me, so I don't care. I just want them to pay for it. And then what happens, ladies and gentlemen, what happens when taxes go up too high on the rich? They leave. No longer wish that they no longer feel like they can support their lifestyle in the way to which they have grown accustomed. They leave. They take their money and they go. All right. Remember, if a person has $10 million in savings and investments, they don't need your country anymore. Right. They can go anywhere in the world. And many of those other places would be very happy to have them show up. And they can just live the rest of their lives in comfort. They're not making money because they're greedy. They're not making money because they um, you know, want to oppress you. They're making money because that's what they enjoy doing. That's what they're good at. That's what they're comfortable at. Well, they're making money because they've hopefully provided a product or service to the marketplace that it values, that people value, and that they have purchased that uh, on their own volition. The only people who don't make money in that way are those who are tied in with the government, and they just get sweet, sweet government contracts and basically bend everybody else over a barrel. But for the most part, people who are wealthy earned it. 
And they I, earned it by making people happy. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. You don't all. just sit around and make money. That's I don't know for the most part. So there's three types of rich people. The people who had inherited it. Yep. The people and they who, don't tend to keep it for long. The people who use their government connections to oppress one group and to um, you know benefit themselves. Right. And then the third group, which is... People that have provided a good or a service in a free marketplace that people have volunteered for which people have voluntarily exchanged their money. Right. Those people have gotten rich and, you know, the, the right way, the way we want people to get rich. And then when you go after those people, they suddenly stop trying to work so hard. Yeah, and those are the ones you don't want to lose. Absolutely. It doesn't matter if you lose the, those are your you know, marquee players. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you lose the grandkids of Sam Walton because they probably don't understand how that money was made. They don't uh, have the same appreciation for it. I'm just speculating. I don't know them. Uh, it doesn't matter as much if you Paris lose Hilton. It doesn't matter as much if you lose uh, the government people. You know that benefit from the state's uh, involvement and you know, somebody's always going to have a state contract. Yeah, absolutely. There, there aren't that many geniuses that are out there producing uh, stuff for state contracts. But if you lose the people who are the creators of yep. jobs, the people who, because remember, when they're making that money, they're giving jobs to people in order to expand whatever thing that they do yep. generally and Mark uh, Zuckerberg is continuing to work at Facebook because that's what he wants to do not because he needs the money He doesn't money. have to yeah and I may not appreciate his uh, no. his service that much. I quit last year. But um, I, you know, I no doubt the man clearly created something amazing. And you know, if you want to drive that guy out of the country, by all means go ahead and do that. You're just going to have fewer great goods, fewer great services and that's all. The story here from uh, Politico.com's Ben White. The prospect of 70% tax rates for multimillionaires and special levies on the super rich draw howls about creeping socialism and warnings of economic disaster in much of Washington. But polling suggests that when it comes to soaking the rich, the American public is increasingly on board. Oh, yeah. Surveys are showing overwhelming support for raising taxes on top earners. Inc and look, I understand if you want to go after the, the, the people who have made all the money off the, the many wars that have been perpetrated, um, you know, sold to the American public uh, over the last That's couple of decades. That's not how taxes work. No, they, they don't but I understand why people would be upset with those folks. I understand yeah. why people would be upset with the banksters and their too-big-to-fail crowd. And they made a lot of money. But if you just go ahead and decide we're going to go after the rich – Mm -hmm. Then you're just going to go after. Uh, you're just going. You're, you're throwing out babies in bathwater, right? Indeed, um, and that's how it's going to be because they're not going to discriminate between the rich. They're just going to say, everybody over this amount of income every right. year. You and pay. the other thing that um, that people need to understand is when you say, "Yeah, I think we do need to raise taxes on the rich," you're making an economic statement. You're not an economist. So if you decide to make an economic statement and you're not an economist, you're like somebody giving an opinion on brain surgery who's not a brain surgeon. All right? Ladies and gentlemen, well, stop giving opinions I mean, on brain surgery. We're just talk surgery. show hosts. I understand. I'm talking to the, the crowd at large and you. I mean, you're, you're like a minor economist. You paid a little bit of attention. I've read a, one book on it, and that was like within the last two years. It's a lot more than a lot of people have done. Look, just because you haven't gone through like an education on uh, economics, and by the way, if you go to the government uh, colleges, you're not going to be taught good economics in a lot of cases. So just because you call yourself an economist doesn't really mean anything to me. Um, do you believe I in freedom? That's what matters to me. Sure. However, um, people that want to raise taxes on the rich are doing something. They're, they're going to affect the economy adversely. 
Yes, they are. But that's not their intention. Their intention is to... I don't to, care what their intentions are. Their intention are. is to hurt people who aren't like them. Right. They're, they're like, I want to do brain surgery, and I don't know anything about what I'm talking about. Uh, hear more from the story at Politico. So over uh, strong numbers here, according to a Politico morning consult poll, 76 percent of registered voters believe the wealthiest Americans should pay more in taxes. A recent Fox News survey showed 70 percent of Americans favor raising taxes on those earning over 10 million. I presume that's per year, uh, including 54 percent of Republicans. So more than half of Republicans are saying stick it to them. The numbers suggest the political ground upon which the 2020 so president... $10 million a year is probably going to come from income as opposed to capital gains. I have no idea. Just a guess. I mean, if you're, if you're going $10 million a year and you're worrying about income, I don't know who's spending $10 million a year. I mean, people can just defer that income. They can make $9.9 million a year mm -hmm. and defer that other income into other vehicles and legal personages... So you're saying there's workarounds for the, for the wealthy? Like this is all this is going to this is going to do nothing. Zero. If it passes, I mean, this is just a poll. You know, there's no there's no actual proposal here. I understand. I'm sure there will be though. It's just taking the temperature of the American public. Yeah. And the American public loves it. And they're quite ignorant. I mean, uh, you know, they kind of know at some level that there's a bunch of loopholes in the system. And I don't know. Do they expect the politicians who are also in the top one percent of uh, the United States to fix those loopholes? Because they're not gonna. They're just going to get out there, and uh, the ones that support this are going to make political hay out of it, mm -hmm. and they themselves will have ways around it. 855-450-FREE if you want to join us. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. We're in Acapulco, day number five here. Open phones, as we always have when we're live, at least. We will remain live uh, tonight and tomorrow, Wednesday. The live show goes back to the Keene, New Hampshire studios at LRN.FM, where uh, Chris and crew will uh, take care of things for a night as you and I migrate over to the beautiful hotel uh, that's going to be in resort that the upcoming Anarchapulco event will be kicking off on Thursday, but we're using Wednesday as our setup day, and so that's what we'll be doing then. So uh, we'll resume broadcasting from Acapulco Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, which is the four days for Anarchapulco. You can go to anarchapulco.com and use code FTL to register and get tickets uh, with a discount because you are a Free Talk Live listener. And yes, we'll be broadcasting from the event, but we will be Casting in recorded form there. But we're live tonight, so you can call in, you can uh, interact, you can bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We also have the Discord on-air call-in line rooms. Now, we were, we were talking about ways for people to avoid uh, the government, the rich people specifically, but anybody in general. Because a lot of people, whether you're rich or not, you don't want the government to know right. what you're making. Nobody wants the government to know how much money they have. However, some people want the government to know how much money the rich people have. Yeah. So and 
anybody can avail themselves of cryptocurrency, including Bitcoin.com. That's right. Uh, Bitcoin at Bitcoin.com. If you go there, you can get some uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash. You can buy it. You can get some free uh, Bitcoin. You can get a Bitcoin wallet. You can. Uh, they'll show you how to spend your Bitcoin. Uh, there's the latest news. You can engage with the community in the Bitcoin forum. Everything that you need for um, is there at Bitcoin.com. It's your premier source for crypto-related news. Learn more at Bitcoin.com. Yeah, so, of course, cryptocurrency is one way for you to get your... We talked earlier about, um, in the week about this last week uh, from Acapulco. Is It's a great way to you know, not only get the value out of the government's money system, but with the more anonymous-style cryptocurrencies, it's a way to completely shield your value from the government goons out there. So, again, whether you are wealthy or if you're just trying to build some wealth for yourself, if you've got some cryptocurrency, especially if you've got something like, say, Monero or maybe Zen, where you can have transactions that are completely obscured, because a lot of cryptos are public, meaning you can see the transactions. Those can be used in sort of a pseudonymous manner. There are ways to, to be more anonymous uh, with that. So uh, you should do, do your due diligence and you know, learn about this stuff. And, of course, Bitcoin.com is a good place to go and get started. So we're talking about uh, Americans and a very large number of them, apparently, supporting increased taxes on the wealthy with 76% in a poll conducted by Politico and Fox News at 70%, showing Americans favor raising taxes on those earning over $10 million. And that includes, apparently, 54% of Republicans the numbers suggest the political ground upon which the 2020 presidential campaign will be fought is shifting in dramatic ways, reflecting the rise in inequality in the United States. Now, this is something that people bring up a lot. They, yes. uh, they bring up the, uh, the difference, this gap between the poor and the rich and the idea that that is expanding. And I think that's true. But it seems to me that the reason why it expands is because of government control, because of government regulation, because... When you're rich, it's easier to do things, right? Like if, if you want to start a new business, you just pour enough money into attorneys. It's you also, pour enough. It's also easier to, you know, to write the regulations that keep your competition, your potential competition out of the marketplace. Right. That too. And uh, but I like to use this analogy. I think it's it's really important. So if I'm a, a lawyer and fellow just getting out of school and uh, I join a, a law firm and they hire a paralegal for me, they get they pay me one hundred dollars an hour. They pay the paralegal ten dollars an hour. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is legal in every state, but you, know, you get the idea. So, you know, we work really hard. And the next year they say, all right. Um, Y'all get a – we're going to double your pay. You did so well. So I get $200 an hour. The paralegal gets $20 an hour. Yep. The, the wealth – although we have both doubled our pay, we're both living twice as well as we did previously, mm -hmm. I, the wealth gap has now grown because I am making – instead of $90 more per hour, I'm making $180 per, more per hour. Right. Now, the paralegal who is – double uh, quite twice as rich as, as they were is now half as rich half as poor like twice as poor as they were because the disparity has occurred yeah and it depends on how you want to look at this if you want to look at how somebody else's uh, pay is meted out you're always going to be unhappy you're never going to be happy if you're comparing yourself to others you mean because yeah. there's always somebody who's going to be making more than you right, right? the way 
to do well is to do like that paralegal did and work your butt off and do a really good job. And, and save. You, yeah, yeah, save. And it's invest. Not, it's not what you make. It's what you spend. And move it into uh, cri- you know, cryptocurrency, gold, silver, things that the government doesn't have influence over. Those are ways that you can protect your wealth. So these are you know, good, good tips here. Um, if you want to join us, you're welcome to jump in. Maybe you're somebody who thinks that uh, their taxes need to be raised on the so-called rich. You can join us. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. But as you pointed out, Mark, if you are writing regulations, if you are in the, you know, the industries from which people who are on regulatory boards are selected – because uh, frequently that's what happens is the people who are in business, who've been in business for a long time, they're the ones who seek and or are you know selected for yep. these regulatory structures that are in government. Because the idea behind government regulation is it's going to protect consumers. Of course, the reality is it just ends up protecting the businessmen who've been in it for the longest. It makes a lot of sense that if you're going to have regulators that you want to get the regulators from that particular – that have that skill set, right? You don't want um, you know somebody doing oil – uh, regulation who um, you know was a sous chef it doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense you want somebody who was in the oil industry so they'll at the very least understand the problem is is that they're probably going back to their old place and saying hey Jim good to see you how's everything going you know a little pat, pat um, playing some golf patting some backs or doing whatever it yep. is that they're doing and then they go to their competition whom they didn't like and they find everything possibly wrong that's, wrong. that's how these right. things go it's it's totally how it goes, and but that's just you're just talking about the existing competition, um, and that certainly gives them a leg up on that. Oh yeah. But what it really gives them a, a leg up on are the competitors who don't exist yet, the ones who are the you know the scrappy upstarts, uh, the Ubers, if you will. Now Uber's yeah. of course a billion dollar company now, but they're not making any money though. Well, there is that, but uh, they they they're a good example of an upstart. They're a good example yep. of an in- innovator that came into an Disruptor. industry and disrupted it without asking permission to do right. so. A regulator stands in the face of disruption. And disruption right. is the new buzzword in business. And it's always been a good thing. Sure. You come in, you, you show how to up. do something, and you show how to do it better, and wham. And you make you money. You should make a lot of money. Yeah, because you've given people satisfaction. You've given them a better, in the case of Uber, a you know, better experience, a better car yeah. ride, um, and a better system for paying, and you know, all that stuff. So that's Uber just, gets to ride there faster and gets you to where you're going yeah. in a less costly fashion. In many cases. Yeah, in, in many cases. cases. Um, so that's one example of how somebody can come in, and Uber didn't ask permission to do that. They just went right in and said, well, we're not a cab company, so we're not going to even ask permission to follow cab regulations. We're just going to go ahead and start doing our business. And then a few years into it, governments, you know, they're slow, right? Governments are stupid and slow. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How'd this happen? They believe the ride-sharing thing. (laughs) (laughs) Just like I'm on my way to work, I'm picking up somebody, I'm just taking to where they want to go. There's more coming up here. Uh, We can talk about people that want to so-called soak the rich. If you want to join us, the number, 855-450-FREE. Like freedom, this is Free Talk Live. The Bitcoin.com wallet is a simple and powerful full-featured wallet that allows you to send and receive Bitcoin, BTC, and Bitcoin Cash, BCH, with anyone, anywhere in the world. It supports both single and multi-signature wallets and is available in multiple languages. The Bitcoin.com wallet is available on Windows, Linux, Mac, Android, and iOS devices. Use the Bitcoin.com wallet to buy, send, store, and receive both Bitcoin, BTC, and Bitcoin Cash, BCH. Learn more at wallet.bitcoin.com. That's wallet.bitcoin.com. Yeah. 
It's Free Talk Live. We're in Acapulco. You can join us on the radio here at 855 450 free, like freedom. That's 855 450 3733. We also have the Discord on air call in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. We're talking about some Americans who just don't understand. They just want to keep taxing rich people, raising taxes on the rich, and they don't realize the consequences of those actions. Right. Like, the problem with the government and the debt isn't how little they're taxing the rich. It's the problem of spending and government and how they work. The government's budgets are so big that you could take every penny from every billionaire in America, and it probably would only run the government for a few months. Hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, and that it's not going to solve your problem. Your problem is that you've got an out of control government that spins like it's there's no tomorrow, right. and you've got no control over that. Now you know when somebody asks you, "Well, you think you can tax the rich?" That that's an achievable goal that you sure. can that you can tax the rich. Just adjust some numbers over here, and you're done. But if you were to say, "Well, I think the government should cut down spending," you know that's not an achievable goal. You know the government's not going to cut down spending. You know it's not. This organization is out of control, and it isn't coming back, ladies and gentlemen. At this point, you've got you know this great businessman who's in charge or whatever, and you're gonna you, we're we're right on track to have a huge debt that continues to grow. When George Bush came into office, um, the the debt doubled under George Bush. The debt doubled under Barack Obama. Yeah, and we'll don't see whether it, don't expect anything different under Trump. We, we'll see whether it doubles under Trump or not. But uh, you know, I mean, it well, he may not get he does. may not get eight years, so it might not double in not. four. Uh, but regardless, we're telling you, uh, you know, some of the some of the ways this is going to affect things and the, the reasons, you know, why the, these things happen. If you want to join us, the toll free number is 855-450-FREE. So, so as you pointed out, Mark, uh, if you tax the rich enough, they will leave. Yep. They'll just pack up shop. They'll sell their business and uh, or close it down entirely or move it. They could move it. Just shut down the factory or whatever and move it over to wherever it is that is much more welcoming to them. Yeah, that's a little harder to do, but it has been done, certainly. Oh, my God. It's been done a bunch of times because if you get taxed enough, then it becomes worth it to build a whole new factory in China or India or Pakistan or wherever it is, if you're a manufacturer, that right. is. But I'm saying that uh, when you know, sort of moving headquarters and changing your country of origin. Yeah, Burger King moved up to uh, Canada. Remember that one? I thought they stopped them from doing that, or they were trying to do it and they failed to do it, or something. They bought. Hmm, they I don't bought remember. like you know I don't remember what, whether it was uh, I don't know one of those Canadian uh, you know companies, food food service companies, and then I think, I think it was move. Tim Hortons, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought it was Tim Hortons. Yeah. yeah. So and that's another example though of Burger King, who was like, well. We got a better tax deal up here, and according to our calculations, it's worth the move. So, see ya. <laughs> right. Uh, so there's that. You know, the companies themselves will just leave. The rich people themselves will Obama leave. Obama wouldn't even let Boeing move from Washington State to, I think, South Carolina or Who North wouldn't? Carolina. Obama. Oh, really? So, I mean, it, it could well, be Well, they very... probably have a, a government contract. Right. Right. Or they definitely have a government contract, so right. it's probably in Don't there. Don't make me renegotiate this contract. Yeah, it's probably in there that they can't leave. So that's not the same thing as dealing with most companies who aren't as as locked in with, with the state as, say, Boeing's. It's probably not the best example. Uh, but back to the story here from Politico.com. 
they are saying people are concerned with the so-called inequality, which, as I was pointing out, um, and I don't know if we really finished the, the concept. We were talking about how these businesses like Uber and Upstarts can come into an industry. They can disrupt it. They can you know, shake everything up about the way that business works and change things for the better forever if they're allowed to do it. Now, if they're prohibited from doing so by costly regulations, by having to hire attorneys that, let's say, you're not super wealthy, you can't afford to hire an attorney. Well, sorry, you can't have a business. Well, what does that do to the poor individuals? Because it's one thing, if you've got enough money to hire attorneys, then you can just wade whatever, you know, wade your way through all the paperwork that the government puts in front of you. Just hire enough attorneys, throw them at it, throw enough money at the bribes and the fees and all that, you're in. You're good. You get your business. But if you're a poor person, you can't do that. If you're lower middle class, you can't do that. You can't do it as a middle class person either. Right. You can't do it. So you're just like, oh, you had this dream? Sorry. You had a dream in America? Well, sorry, it's just not, a, it's not available to you. You can't afford to jump through the hoops that have been put up. That's one of the things that creates this, this difference in uh, you know classes, this creates the, this gap in incomes that continues to expand because the rich get richer and the poor can't create wealth for themselves. They're not allowed to. They're not allowed to open up a restaurant in their home. They're not allowed to open up a hair salon in their home. They're not in most places, right? right. There may be some. There may be some towns that don't have that kind of regulation, uh, but in most places, you are S O L if you want to start working from your home, which is a way to do it to save money. If you want, you know, you can't afford to pay five thousand dollars a month for commercial rent. Open up in your house. Oh wait, you can't open up in your house because you have to ask a bunch of government bu- bureaucrats permission. And in most places, the answer is just going to be no. They don't even have a license for that. You sure don't so. have the kitchen outfitted to be able to sell food. Nope. Yeah, you can cook food for your family, and you can cook food for your friends, and you can yep. you can do whatever. But uh, once you charge a dollar. Well, then it's over. You've got to have this industrial stainless steel hoods and, you know, the whole deal. It's not even always about charging. They've gone after charities. They've told charities who were just making sandwiches in some places, not even cooking anything, not even using heat, you know, just putting together sandwiches. They said, you don't have a commercial kitchen. You're going to have to either rent a commercial kitchen to make your sandwiches that you're giving to homeless people. Or you're going to not have to do it. Sorry. Well, yeah, we know you're helping people and helping feed people, but the rules are the, the rules. Yeah, they just don't want uh, homeless people fed mostly. Well, whatever it is, Mark, they, uh, they stop people from creating the thing that they want to do, whether it's helping the homeless or whether it's providing affordable meals for people in their neighborhood or whatever. And, you know, where'd we go today? We went to a taco truck that, uh, you know, you can watch them making the food right in front of you if you want to, if you're concerned about that. Um, but this truck probably wouldn't necessarily pass. Most places in Mexico wouldn't pass uh, the inspection as far as the taquerias that we've eaten at. I think he was because, cooking on charcoal. Was he? I think so, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, does that mean something? I, it seems unlikely that you could get away with uh, cooking on charcoal um, in, as a commercial kitchen. Yeah. Well, also, the uh, the condiments or whatever, just they just sit open all day long. I mean, it's it's no different than going to your family picnic, which everybody's been to a zillion times. And, you know, flies come in and they land on things and nobody's there to shoo them away most of the time. I didn't uh, see any flies. Um, flies you didn't see them today? Time. There was one on your back. Well, my, I'm not, I'm not eating that. Yeah. Um, I understand that, Mark. It doesn't seem like... You're not sitting at the table all day with, right. with the com- flies condiments. Flies don't seem like they'd be terribly interested in spicy hot sauce. 
maybe you're right about that. But there's also, uh, you know, there's radishes there. There's tomatoes uh, as well. So anyway, my point being, they're just leaving this stuff out. And you know what? It's okay. It's all right. We don't need a health inspector to come around and, you know, uh, bug these folks about the way they're doing their business. If you've got a problem with it, then go somewhere else. You as the customer, you should decide these things. You want to go somewhere that's got some sort of special certification of super cleanliness and we bring out new, uh, you know, new condiments to you All every single time. condiments are prepackaged, pre-packaged. single-serving uh, yeah. containers, right? Is that what you want? Then there's places that do that. Go there. Me, I like paying 40 uh, pesos for you know, a plate of tacos. And part of the reason why it's so cheap is because they don't have to give you brand new condiments every single person that comes up. That's a factor. So they keep people from, from creating wealth. They it looks keep... like Burger King did merge with Tim Hortons yeah. and moved to Canada. They did. But the news story is only two days old. Really? It's taken that long. Since 2014 <laughs> for this deal to go down because that's, so that's how hard this is. Yeah. Well, and that's what made, and it was that worth it to them. Yeah. To go through that. It's my theory that the United States has crested Uh and is headed on its way down, but only just. Just crested? Just crested. That it may (laughs) be the best place in the world to make money still, but it's on its way down now. That's my theory. All right. Toll free number here tonight, 855 450 free. So if you really want to help poor people, you don't do it by taxing the rich. What you do is you destroy regulations and get out of poor people's way and middle class people so they can create the things that they've been dreaming of for their whole lives without having to have some government bureaucrat stand in their way and say no. Toll free numbers 855 450 free like free. It's Free Talk Live. You can dial toll free to join us. Our number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We've got the Discord on-air call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. And for those of you who appreciate the work that we do here on Free Talk Live, talking about the ideas of liberty, uh, economic freedom, cryptocurrency, peace, seven nights a week on broadcast radio, of course, on podcast and live stream, also free-to-air satellite internationally across a couple different continents. If you appreciate the work that we do, then please join the AMP program, like Dobby Barker, the Muslim agorist who is a platinum amplifier. That means he gives $25 a month to the show. Now, we only ask for five, so he's gone way above and beyond the call of duty and has been doing so for quite a long time. So thank you, Dobby. Uh, for that support. But thank you to everybody that is a Free Talk Live amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote, and that is a way that you can help us get this show onto more radio stations. We've got almost 200. We're hopefully going to cross over uh, the 200 mark, I would hope, within the next few months. But you never know how long these things take, because sometimes you gain a few and you lose one, and you know you never know. But uh, it's the AMP program that's gotten us here. It's your help. Listeners like you joining the AMP program. Go to amp.freetalklive.com, and you can get some uh, some cool perks over there. You get the list of uh, the ways that we're spending the money and what it is that you get as benefits. So once again, it's amp.freetalklive.com. You can do PayPal. You can do credit card, and you can do Bitcoin BTC. It's amp.freetalklive.com. We've been talking about uh, government regulations, how it crushes those who have dreams. Government regulations just stop dreams 
from ever getting close to becoming reality. And that keeps poor people poor. It keeps middle class people middle class. It keeps people down, basically. And that's why you've got one of the reasons why you've got a wage gap. You've got that income gap between rich and poor. Taxing the rich is not going to close that gap. And that's what people are demanding here. They're saying tax the rich. And one of the things we do here on Free Talk Live is we go against these, uh, we speak out against these scapegoats, uh, the scapegoating that goes on here. So on the left, the scapegoat is the rich, right? This is something that generally appeals to the left, although they're saying 54% of Republicans are also in favor of increasing taxes on the rich. One thing the, the, the left recognizes is that the more regulations that are put in place, the more crooked a rich person has to have been in order to get past all those regulations in order to have done well. Mm-hmm. Like, because if you listen to the left, just listen to them for a little while, they just hate success. Hmm. They hate someone doing well. They want an equality of outcomes, which means that everybody should be about middle class. It doesn't matter whether you refuse to do any work or whether you're a superstar and really, really, really good at work. Um, and none of those things matter. They want an equality of outcomes. So they hate the rich. They hate the rich. And, um, you know, they're right. If you put enough regulations in place, you've got to be kind of, got to be a little shifty with your with the rules in order to get through. But somebody's going to do it, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody's going to provide you with the goods and services you want. Take a look at, say, heroin. Mm-hmm, Somebody, sure. if, you, if there's a demand for heroin in the marketplace, Someone somebody's going to get rich providing heroin in the marketplace. They will. That person, because the regulations are high is probably going to be a pretty nasty individual. Correct. If you're talking about somebody who's providing uh, Purdue chickens, is might be a good example. You know, um, you know, the regulations are there, and the Purdue guy, there's, you know, some people like him, some people don't like him, but he's providing a lot of chickens for the world, and. Best I can tell, he's providing something that people want at a price that's uh, competitive, and th- they're they're happy with it. So then there's the scapegoating that goes on on the right, which I feel like deserves mention, even though the focus of the story mm-hmm. is people complaining about the rich. Uh, there's also the people on the right who complain about the poor, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Those immigrants! Mm-hmm. You know, they're complaining about extra competition coming in from somewhere else, mostly poor competition, because, again, if you are a wealthy immigrant, then the path is a little bit smoother for you, right? You can hire the attorneys. If you've got enough wealth in a lot of countries, including the U.S., are like, we do want you here. Um, but uh, There's some rapper or singer or something that is uh, currently, he's a, like a Canadian or something who overstayed. Mm. And right now, I think he did get tossed in the clink, but really? he's going through the process and he's liable. He's, he's got the money to pay. He's got attorneys. He's got a whole group of them, I'm sure. Right. I mean, you know, really, ladies and gentlemen, do you want to keep people out of the country that could write a check for $50,000 to stay? But it's not about you – know, I'm not talking about the rich ones. I'm talking about the poor people. And sure. the, so you were talking about the economic ignorance on the left. Now you've got the economic ignorance on the right. Like, ah, poor people coming here, taking our jobs. They work so hard. They work for less. And they're mad about that. And I, I forget it was – you know, who said it? Maybe it was you, Mark, but commenting on, look, if you – I don't know. It was actually Doug Stanhope. I was watching a Doug Stanhope um, series or you know, clip or whatever. And he's a comedian, libertarian comedian, very you know, funny, crass, good, good com- comedian. He was pointing out, look, if you're mad about uh, immigrants coming here, taking your jobs, the last immigrant I saw could barely speak a word of English. You know, he can't get along in life particularly well. If that's what you're worried about, you don't deserve your job. Right. 
If know? somebody who can barely stumble through a few words in English is taking your job, right. <laughs> you don't have much of a job. Yeah. <laughs> and You've uh, got a skillless Useless job. Let's not forget all of the people that uh, were, you know, when I was going through the southwest United States, I was seeing these huge farms with this huge immigrant population that was uh, working there. And I'm sure, you know, I was going to stores that in the United States at which they spoke no English mm-hmm. um, down there. And that doesn't bother me. I'm just here for the tacos. Right. You, know? and, you can point. Right. I can, you know, <laughs> I can, I can order food. Yeah. Don't worry. Um, they'll, they'll give me yeah. something and it'll be fine. These these people are if they're doing work that quite literally Americans will not do. Americans a lot of cases wouldn't yeah. do for double the pay. Right, they wouldn't do it for double the pay. So, uh, and I shouldn't say that they're, they're worthless jobs, but uh, they are skillless jobs in skillless, a lot of cases, yeah. and anybody can can take them. So, just the uh, the ignorance is just astounding, and it's something that you know we work to combat here. If you want to comment, uh, comment, you're welcome to join us. The toll free number is eight fifty five four fifty free. I don't mean to start a whole conversation about immigration, but I just wanted to add in that you know, economic ignorance exists on both the left and the right. Oh yes, going on here uh, from Politico.com. This is a, a story about people demanding to tax the rich more. Quote, there is a deep wellspring in terms of perception of unfairness in the economy that's been tapped into here and either didn't exist five years ago or existed and had not a chance to be exp- or had not had a chance to be expressed. This according to the chairman of market investment strategy at J.P. Morgan Asset Management, who studied the latest tax proposals. That's Michael Sembalist. He said further, quote, this is quite a moment in American economic history. Where all of a sudden, in a matter of months, this kind of thing or this thing has kind of exploded like this. So I suspect that means that these polls that asked similar questions didn't do as well uh, or didn't, you know, didn't have as large of numbers in the past. Even proposals that sound radical poll well. According to the story at Politico.com, a plan from first-term rep Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to slap a 70% marginal rate on income earned over $10 million, clocked in at 59% support in a recent Hill poll. The new Politico poll conducted uh, in early February found that 61% favor a proposal like the wealth tax laid out recently by Senator Elizabeth Warren that would levy a 2% tax on those with a net worth over $50 million and 3% on those worth over $1 billion. Only 20% opposed the idea. So this isn't an income tax. This is sort of a possession tax. Correct. Hmm. A wealth tax. Interesting. The poll surveyed about 2,000 registered voters and has a margin of error around 2%. So, so if you pay 2% on your, what, what were the numbers again? 2% on those with a net worth of over $50 million. So if you pay 2% on your $50 million, say you've got $55 million mm-hmm. in one year. Do you then pay another 2% on what's left of it? Presumably. Let's say you made no money. Yeah. Again, the next year, you get another 2%. Until they just whittle it down to $50 million? Is that Presumably the you would, yeah. Okay. I mean, without having read the thing, and who the hell wants to do that? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it showed over, excuse me, 45% favored a plan like that laid out by Ocasio-Cortez, while 32% opposed it. Democrats are facing some backlash from conservatives, corporate America, and moderates like former Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz, uh, who, as you may recall, stirred it up quite a bit over recent weeks, announcing his run, or I guess considering a run for president and going on a book tour. We uh, we talked about that in some detail on one of the recent shows on Free Talk Live and how it is that he's just upsetting so many Democrats who are asking him why he's not running as a Democrat. And he's basically saying, uh, I'm not a Democrat. You know, he's somebody who appreciates how to create wealth 
and he's come right out and said some pretty uh, pretty interesting stuff and pretty spot on. Uh, hopefully he will actually end up throwing his hat in the ring because I think it would make a very interesting uh, contest. Going on here, it says that uh, Schultz recently called Warren's wealth tax ridiculous. Former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg, a potential moderate Democratic candidate, likened it to policies in socialist Venezuela. Speaking of socialist Venezuela, there's news out of there. We got uh, an update on that coming up here. But if you want to comment on the proposals to tax the rich even more, you're welcome to join us or you can bring up anything that's on your mind. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. This is Free Talk Live Hour 2 is next live from Acapulco. She's such a beautiful little puppy. I mean, we walk around the block and neighbors always say her hair is so beautiful. Healthy and shiny and glossy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Fatty acids, omega-3s and omega-6s are great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. I would really recommend people starting their puppies on Dynavite before they get into what I would call the misery index. Bad skin, bad ears, bad breath. Because if they're getting all their vitamins, micronutrients, microbials from the beginning, then you're not going to run into the problems associated with the allergies. Grass, pollen, dust, dirt, fleas, ticks, you name it, and the itching and shedding down the road. Our vitamins and enzymes replace the nutrients cooked out of most commercial dog foods. Dynavite for life. This is Ed Lukasevic. And Cindy Lukasevic. Inviting you and your pets to Dynavite. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here as we launch into the second hour of Free Talk Live, live from Acapulco, Mexico. Sun has uh, gone down the sky, a beautiful uh, shade of, uh, I would say, red to orange. Watercolor painting. Very, very nice. Ian and Mark here on our semi-rooftop studios. Where This is a rooftop studio. That's the roof of those places. Yeah, yeah. It's rooftop. Okay. Well, that's, that's a good point. Um, we're just not on our rooftop, I guess, at this point. We're on somebody else's rooftop. If you were in a studio that was on a rooftop, then the studio would have a roof. But good there's point. no such thing as a studio, a rooftop studio if a studio has a roof. <laughs> well, we are outdoors. By your definition. I mean, technically, we are outdoors right, right now. We are on, we an we are on the roof of something. Yeah, we have an overhang. <laughs> Um, so uh, you can join us here in uh, on the radio at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Or the Discord on air. Call in line rooms over on our Discord server at discord.lrn.fm. Also, you can join us in real life. Coming up on Thursday, we're going to be at Anarchapulco. And uh, we were asked uh, via email, are we going to be doing something for Free Talk Live listeners or amplifiers, and I, you know, I said uh, it was a long-time amplifier who who wrote us asked that. I guess he's he's in town or will be in town shortly. Thanks, buddy. And uh, you know, was wondering if we were going to put something together. And I'm just not much of a party thrower. Besides, Anarchapolco basically is a four-day long right. party. I mean, Any party that we threw for amplifiers would pale in comparison to the parties that they are already throwing. So yeah. people would be like, why am I missing this party for this party? Plus, yeah. I have no idea how many of our listeners will be here. I don't know. I mean, last year we met at least several, maybe yeah. a, a little more than several. Uh, but you know, we don't have an inventory of which amplifiers or which you know listeners are, coming and are going to tell us anyway. be here. And so like... 
we wouldn't know how to even begin if if I knew you know if I had any inclination to do some sort of party, which I I absolutely don't. I've like, got a big hug from Ian coming to I have you. No How's idea that? how to do those things. Um, you know, I'm not even much of a party attender, <laughs> regardless. <laughs> like last year, Mark, was um, so much fun. Yeah, you know, last year. Well, we broadcast all day long, and then afterwards, we're like, let's get tacos. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> we we'll walk out of the uh, the resort and go down to a local taqueria because well. It's delicious and way cheaper, um, and you know it's nice to have a little walk. But uh, you know, we we went out to the taqueria with some of our listeners and, and supporters uh, last year, so you know those things can happen. But we're not going to plan anything. It's Mexico, right? You just kind of take it as it happens and uh, you know wing it basically. So we're looking forward to, to seeing our listeners and meeting you, probably many of you for the first time, or though if you've met us before, it'd be nice to see you again at Anarchapulco. Always is on Thursday. Uh, so let's continue this story, Mark, about jealous, jealous people who That's would love is. to see the government. Punish the rich. They want to see more taxes. They want to see a wealth tax. They want to see higher income taxes. And as you pointed out in the last hour, it's just going to, if it's a burden enough, going to drive them out of the United States. And that's not a good thing because they're going to take their jobs and their businesses, in a lot of cases, with them or shut them down. Yeah, and it reminds me of the story I've told it several times on the air um, of the the study done with the capuchin monkeys and the rewards for work. So if you take a capuchin monkey and uh, you presume that there's uh, good treats like a grape and bad treats like a piece of cucumber, mm. right? And yeah, if that's you, crap. Right. That's a, Nobody that's, likes that. Well, I don't. Um, yeah. So the capuchin monkey does whatever the work is, whatever the task is, and yep. you give them a piece of cucumber. They're going to happily go along doing the task and getting the cucumber as the treat. Mm-hmm. However, if you put two capuchin monkeys in one place and have them both do a task, and it really doesn't matter whether one task is more complicated. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And you give one capuchin monkey the crappy treat of cucumber, and you give the other capuchin monkey the good treat of the grape, the cucumber-receiving monkey soon goes bananas. Mm. Just ape-s, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, Primate-s, in this case. Um, and just loses their, their mind. Because now they see the other monkey getting the better reward. So jealousy seems to be, to some extent, sort of inbred. Nature. In, natural. In, right, natural in us. And it's, it, you know, it's... You were happy getting your cucumber beforehand. Well, and, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. And I don't recall hearing that story before, but uh, it's a good one. Jealousy. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that are natural with humans and that we've managed to overcome. You know, we've managed to overcome certain drives that we have. Right. Um, and we drive to strangle each other when we uh, disagree. To the, right. To the betterment of society as a result of that. Um, so if you find yourself feeling jealous, you know, whether it be that you're jealous of a coworker who's making more than you, or you're jealous of, uh, a friend of yours who's on uh, Facebook or one of these social media sites posting about all the places they're going on vacation or, you know, however it is, because what a lot of people do with social media, right? They kind of you know, brag about all the good things in their life and you never get to see what's wrong, uh, with their lives. So if if you're just constantly comparing yourself to others and constantly feeling jealousy over whatever it is that somebody else who might be more successful than you technically in certain ways uh, is doing, then you you sure you really should get over it, honestly, because it's not helping you. Your your jealousy towards that person, it doesn't hurt them. It just makes you feel bad. Yep, pretty much the case. So, I mean, how do you want to feel? Because it's it's really 
I know that some people don't believe this, but it's really up to you. I've seen this in my life. Um, you know, we post some on uh, my wife and I post some pictures on Facebook of mm -hmm. what we're doing. And maybe it looks like we're, um, you know, being, uh, I don't know, showy or something because we've been we travel in the winter. We want to get out of New Hampshire and yep. get away from there. And honestly, if you're in New Hampshire and you're suffering well, screw you. You chose to stay there, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. And, that, and I feel the same way of, about uh, Michigan and uh, you know, Wisconsin and wherever. Well, well, if you're suffering in New Hampshire, don't move there. My God. Right. And just, that's how I feel. Just However, expect what you're going to get. I'm going to be back cold. there in March, and there will be ice and snow on the ground yeah. then, too. But we've had people who seem to be a bit jealous um, in their posts. What do they say? Uh, you know, just, uh, you know. It you have to see them. You have to know the people. I don't want to okay. um, you know call anybody out. No, I wasn't asking or anything who, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and it's just you know just sort of jealous little posts. Mm -hmm. And wow, huh. I mean I'm not gonna. I, I don't think we should stop. For one, I look at Facebook as kind of a um, a journaling task. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to follow um, my personal Facebook page and see the things that I do, then feel free. But I'm really doing posting these things for myself so that I can go back. I like those posts that are one year ago, three years ago, five years ago. I, uh -huh. I can see those. I enjoy those. So, But if you're following somebody and you find yourself jealous about stop them. Stop following them. Yeah, stop following them, number one. But secondly, beyond just social media, if you find yourself feeling jealous in your life, again, whether it's a coworker or a neighbor, you know, the neighbor's lawn looks better or the neighbor's got more uh, Christmas lights or, you know, whatever it is you're comparing yourself to, just stop. Focus on your own life and making it better because getting mad about what somebody else is doing with their life isn't going to affect that other person. It's not going to. No. You know, if you bug them if on it, their... If it does, it's only going to affect them a little. They'll block you. And, right, and you just, know? you know, ignore you. Unless they like the fight, in which case they'll, they'll have it out with you. But otherwise, they'll just block you, and they'll move on with their lives. And you should block... And simil similarly, you should block out uh, those feelings or, or reject them. Uh, you should be able to ideally identify the, the feeling as it's, you know, coming upon you, right? As, as you're, feeling, you're feeling jealous, and then, you know, realize, hmm... Why do I feel this? Is there any real reason for me? Is it benefiting me? Is it benefiting you to feel jealous of uh, anybody else? And the answer should probably be no. I can't imagine what the, the benefit would be of that. Negative emotions generally don't do a lot of good. You can turn them around. I mean, if you're jealous of someone, I never can remember the difference between envy and jealousy, but whatever. Um, you're envious or jealous of somebody, whatever it might be. Yeah, that would be a subtle difference, wouldn't it? It's one is um, jealous of what somebody else has. I can't remember what it, I, I don't, I don't I have know. To look that one up. Yeah. You, you look it they up. They do seem like synonyms. If you want a positive motivation from these negative feelings, it's only to achieve more in your life. Right. So if you want, mm -hmm. if you feel this way, then achieve more because clearly you want it. So, yeah, you could say, oh, I want that, whether yeah. it be going to Mexico or whether it be having a boat or, you know, whatever it is that you, you know, you're jealous of. I want that. Well, then how do you get from here to there? How do you get from where you are today to that goal? Right. And work backwards to try to figure out what you need to do. The toll free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You can bring up whatever you want here on Free Talk Live. Plus, there's our Discord call-in lines over at discord.lrn.fm. We continue from Acapulco in moments. It's Free Talk Live. 
Live in Acapulco, toll-free number if you want to join us here. It's 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. We've got the Discord on-air call-in line rooms. They're open and available to you. You'll sound almost like you're sitting here in our rooftop studio uh, in Acapulco. Over if you go and join us on our Discord server at discord.lrn.fm. What is Discord? It is our chat server. There are several chat rooms, a bunch of them. Uh, most of them are text chat rooms, but there are also some voice chat rooms as well where Free Talk Live listeners will frequently, I don't know how frequently, but it does happen. I've been in there a few times when it's happened. Uh, they'll get in after the show and just talk to one another. Uh, so it's pretty cool to have those conversations going on, whether it be in text or voice form. And they're all free. The Discord server is free to take advantage of. Head over there now. There's different rooms, like I said, cryptocurrency, gaming. Uh, there's a special room for Free Talk Live supporters. Go to amp.freetalklive. Excuse me, go to uh, discord.lrn.fm. Uh, I think if you go to discord.freetalklive.com, it'll work for you as well. So either one of them works here. Uh, so anyway, Ian and Mark in Acapulco. I did look it up per Mark's suggestion. Uh, the difference between envy and jealousy. Because we were talking about how if you are jealous of uh, the, the success of another person or jealous of whatever it is that somebody else has, you know, that you should just put it aside and forget about it. Or better yet, figure out how to make your life better to get to the point where you can have that thing that uh, that you are jealous of. But the difference between envy and jealousy According to the Random House Unabridged Dictionary and an actual you know, post here that they've got on the uh, dictionary.com's entry for the word envy. So if you want to find this, that's where I'm reading it from. Uh, that They're very close in meaning, but there is a key difference. Envy denounce a longing to possess something awarded to or achieved by another. Whereas jealousy, on the other hand, denotes a feeling of resentment that another has gained something that one more rightfully deserves. Or at least that's what you believe. Um, so the difference is the negative factor, right? So when you envy a person, you don't feel negatively towards them or negatively about yourself. It's just, boy, I sure do wish I could have that accolade. I wish I could have that, you know, girlfriend or car or whatever it is that you, you're seeing. Uh, that's, you know, not necessarily a negative emotion. It's like, mm, I would like to aspire to that. Whereas jealousy is definitely negative. It's you're mad at that person. You're upset at them. You feel like... You deserve it, but they don't, or at the very least, they don't deserve it, and uh, you wish you had it. So it's a very negative emotion. So that's the difference there, according to Dictionary.com. We go to the phones, to the fun. Let's talk to Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, did I hear that Hawaii just uh, made a cigarette illegal? You guys said something um, like I, months ago. No, 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 no. Unless something's happened in the last week on that, uh, and I certainly have not heard that it has. There is a proposal, however, in Hawaii to make it illegal to possess and sell uh, cigarettes and I presume other nicotine-related products, but I have not seen the actual proposal. But definitely, at the very least, cigarettes uh, for anyone under the age of 100 years. In other words, anybody that's alive, why don't they, why don't they say anybody that's yeah. living... They're living. Uh, they should not sell or buy cigarettes. So it. Um, so um, I misunderstood. So it's still a proposal. It's a. It's a. It's, it's a law. Maybe might happen. You know what I mean? That's what they're shooting yeah. for, right? 
It's getting a lot of press. Uh, there are news headlines just in the last few days. The Global Times has the story right now. It is uh, Democratic Representative Richard Cregan who has proposed the law. He is an emergency room doctor, believes more needs to be done, he says, to ban the, quote, deadliest artifact in the human history. Well, I guess if you ex- uh, exclude governments and, uh, and weapons, but... Otherwise, uh, he says, quote, basically, we have essentially have a group who are heavily addicted, in my view, enslaved by a ridiculously bad industry, which has enslaved them by designing a cigarette that is highly addictive, knowing that it is highly lethal. And it is, he said. So right now, Hawaii has an age of 21 years old. Uh, so it's one of the, the few states that has gone on, uh, gone ahead and raised the minimum age to buy cigarettes. Cregan's proposal calls, calls for raising the cigarette buying age to 30 next year, 40 in 2021, 50 in 2022, 60 in 2023, and then in 2024 they would raise it to 100 years old. So is this something that you think is a, an exciting idea, Sarah? Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm in full support of, of those uh, cigarettes. Uh, I would like to ban it altogether. You know, because the, the, mm-hmm. the, the tobacco that the natives started to smoke was like natural, wasn't it? It was just tobacco leaf. That's it. But then now they Okay, so are you saying, wait, wait, are you saying you would support, wait, just to clarify, are you saying you would support allowing people to roll their own cigarettes with natural tobacco and you only want to ban the cigarettes that are manufactured by uh, the cigarette companies? Well, the natural tobacco, if you can smoke them in your home, inside your car, I'm in support of it. I I want them to be banned in public places, too, so a lot of people are allergic. But Uh it's uh, all the chemicals are very toxic and, and I just want to make a connection like you know the asbestos and the red in our paint it was yeah. such a big deal asbestos bad stuff oh yeah no and, and then maybe can make it illegal and then you have to sign all kinds of papers that there's no lead in the paint and asbestos but we just allow this toxic um, cigarettes uh, to be sold and you know um, just in all of the stores and, and uh, it's been killing people and so, and, and what, what, uh, so what do you want to do? I mean, what, what would you like to see happen? You want to see a ban on cigarettes that are manufactured by corporations, but would, you're still okay with, uh, let's say, a bagged tobacco being sold with rolling papers and a rolling machine so somebody can make their own cigarettes at home? Well, if it's natural and if they smoke it in their own home and in their own uh-huh. car, if it's all natural, have no chemicals in it whatsoever. If it was like the same thing. As a native smoke, they just pick it yep. off the leaf, and that's, that's what they smoke. That's okay. I, that's okay with me. Now, how yeah. are you going to determine, you know, because, okay, certainly the, the corporations, right, that are making cigarettes, they put logos on them. So you could see, oh, that's a Marlboro or that's a, you know, whatever. So you could identify that. But how, how are the police going to really know? Like if, if uh, the corporations who manufacture cigarettes just start manufacturing them outside of the United States and then uh, gangsters start smuggling them into the United States, because that's what will happen if you prohibit a thing, is it goes underground. I mean, I'm sure you know that by now, right? Well, yeah, but it'll be difficult. It'll be a lot more difficult access. I mean, there's a lot of smuggling going around, but yeah. it would be like maybe standing in the street corner and, and smoking in your face, blowing smoke at the bus stop. And okay. Stand, uh, stand 20 feet away. So you would prohibit, so just to be clear, you would prohibit hand-rolled cigarettes from being sold in stores? Well, uh, 
I, I mean, yeah, I would, I would prohibit that in the stores. I, uh-huh. I don't know the details, but I just so you like think people should curious. should you be able to I mean, should you be able to buy um, a cigarette, a loose cigarette from somebody who's hand rolled it and is standing on a street corner? Is that do you think that should be illegal? Well, that could be illegal because uh, it could, the smoke could uh, irritate people. Now, do you I mean, support choking a, a man to death uh, who would sell that thing? What did you say? Do you, would you support choking a man to death who is selling these loose hand-rolled cigarettes on the streets? Well, I mean, you know what? That's his karma. He's uh, selling wow. cigarettes that broke people, so he can wow. well, what do you More coming up here in moments. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E. And now, six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Lico Chops. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We're talking about uh, Americans wanting to see rich people taxed more and why that's a terrible idea and how it's actually going to uh, end up driving rich people and the jobs they create out of the United States uh, that it will end up making the gap between the wealth gap between the rich and the poor even wider. It's Ian and Mark in the studio here with you. Our toll-free number, if you want to join us, is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Sarah dropped off during the break after making a surprising statement. She was talking about how she supports the Hawaiian ban on cigarettes that this proposed. It hasn't passed yet. Um, it hasn't been voted on. It's just a proposal. I don't know how many. I don't even know if it has any other sponsors, but there's at least one state representative who's pushing it. Which basically by 2024, no one will be allowed to smoke, right? If you're under the age of 100, you would be prohibited from possessing and or smoking uh, cigarettes. No, I again. would point out that um, they can't keep tobacco out of their prisons. Oh, they, yeah. They can't keep tobacco out of their jails. So tobacco will still be around. It'll just cost right. more. Exactly. It'll go into the black market. Um, now, she did carve out a couple of exemptions. She said if you roll your own cigarettes at home and smoke them at home or in your car, she'll let you be. You can be all, you'll be all right there. And so that led me to some questions about, well, how, you know, can you buy a rolled cigarette from another person? They actually, you know? during the economic downturn, they had stores where you could go and pick your tobacco. Roll your own stores, and, right? Yeah, roll your own stores. Yep. And they, they were, still have stores like that in some places. I'm sure they do. I'm, I just know that I saw yeah. them at that time. Yeah. And, you know, cigarettes, they're, they cost a lot more than they used to, and most of it's taxes. Yep. So you can avoid tax being taxed and avoid and, – and her critique about the chemicals in cigarettes is valid. Like, I agree. There's some scary stuff. I don't know what it is, but it's a, probably even more addictive than nicotine. I'd like to encourage uh, you to quit smoking now like I did. Yeah. Um, you know, well, maybe, maybe try vaping. I use Chantex. Whatever yeah. it takes, it's a bad idea. However – 
However, that's your freedom to do that. Well, you should be should free be. to inhale combusted plant material into your lungs if that's what you wish to do. Right. And I wasn't just being hyperbolic when I asked Sarah at the end of the call uh, whether or not she thought the person who is selling loose cigarettes on the street should be choked to death for it. And she and I didn't mention why I asked the question. Um, I just wanted to see what her answer would be because I figured she couldn't possibly be in favor of choking someone to death over it. But she actually said that's his karma. That's his karma, yeah. And I was I was pretty shocked by that. The reason I asked is because a few years ago, Eric, I believe his name was Eric Garner, Eric Garner, yeah, uh, was murdered by a police officer, choked to death, uh, in the streets of New York for selling loose cigarettes. And no one who's sane should be able to look at that situation and say, yep, he got what he deserved. I mean, that's insane. We've had a few calls that they thought that, they, that, yeah. that it was. That's insanity. I mean, that's horrifyingly inhumane towards well, another accurate person. what's accurate is that you can't enforce laws without violence. I mean, that's basically what it comes down to. The, right. guy, did, the guy didn't want to go in with them, um, he didn't, and so at some point or another, the choking commences, and yep. if they choke long enough, he fights long enough, they fight hard enough, you know, he, he wasn't in the greatest shape in the world, and he dies. I'm not trying to make any excuses, I'm just saying that laws are enforced with violence. So Correct. you need to understand that every time you advocate for a law, you're advocating for killing people who break it. Correct. You're, will, you're advocating for the choking to death of an individual, or the shooting or the burning or whatever it is that but, they have to do to get you to co comply or kill you. What I'm curious about is, is that if it's okay to roll a cigarette, and it's not okay to roll a cigarette and sell it to somebody, but it is okay to buy the materials and roll your own cigarette, I mean... What, what's the difference here? I mean, the, the, the person who's selling the tobacco unrolled is not a killer, but the person who so sells the rolled tobacco is a killer? Yeah. Well, there's, no, there's no logic behind uh, the desire to control. It's all completely arbitrary based on whatever preferences the individual that you're talking to has. So if you want to join the discussion here, we're, uh, we're here in Acapulco. The phones are open for you. The number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. Also, the Discord on-air call line rooms are available over at discord.lrn.fm. So we were talking about the desire that people have to, again, to try to control, in this case, to control the amount of wealth that a person can have by, say, increasing taxes. Uh, the story over at Politico.com saying uh, over 70% of Americans in a couple of d different recent surveys have, uh, have approved the idea of increasing taxes on the rich. And according to the story here, it says Republicans who think they can use the proposals as a political weapon in 2020 to paint Democrats as wild-eyed tax-and-spend liberals, which was a winning strategy since Walter Mondale called for higher taxes in 1984 and got crushed, may find it challenging. Caitlin Bowman, or Carlin Bowman, a polling expert at AEI, the American Enterprise Institute, says there is certainly an appetite for more taxes on the rich, though the threshold matters. There's also some support for redistributing income. And we're starting to hear a lot about these so-called UBIs, the uh, universal, universal basic, basic income. income. That's, yeah. that's, uh, that's a buzz, buzzword that has been, or buzzwords that have been you know, getting thrown out there a whole lot within recent years, and uh, it's certainly an issue that we're going to continue covering and explaining why that's also uh, not a good idea, because... Certainly not a government one. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, if you can do it voluntarily, men, have at it. I mean, if you can raise money voluntarily from people 
to give to others, then I have no objection to That's that. That's just charity. Right. Uh, the numbers mostly began to, or excuse me, historical trend from Gallup shows the percentage of people describing their taxes as too high peaked in 1970 at around 69% when the top marginal rate was around 70% for taxes, though the effective rate after deductions and other tax avoidance strategies was much lower. The numbers mostly began to decline along with the top marginal rates during the Reagan tax cut era of the 1980s last year. 48%, now this is a shocking, to me it's a shocking number, 48% of Americans described their own taxes as, quote, about right. That means about half, just under half well, of the United States, people in the U.S., think they're being taxed just about right. I don't think that's exactly wrong. Let me help you with these numbers. So I don't know how accurate these numbers are today, but I imagine they're pretty close to what they were. This is last did- year. I did this. Um, I did this look at things for the 2009 tax year. Okay. I um, about a third of Americans between the ages of 16 and 65 do not file a tax return. Okay. All right. Presumably, they are not paying federal income tax. Correct. Yeah. Presumably, they're not paying Social Security or FICA or any of that stuff. So you're saying the people who are paying no taxes would claim it's they're paying about right. About right. Okay. All right. I'll give you Further, that. Further, half of the people that do file. Yeah. So now you're at, uh, let's see, two-thirds, one-third. Um, a, th- a third of people uh, do not actually pay in income tax that file a return. Mm-hmm. Now they're paying. They're getting a refund, you mean? Well, they're, they're getting a refund from for income tax. They're yep. paying Social Security and FICA and a few other things right. that, that are, you know, seem like a lot. Yep. If you're a person who's making minimum wage and you're paying in Social Security and, um, you know, Medicare and all that other stuff, it seems like a lot of money that you're not getting anything for. But nonetheless, it's not federal income tax. You'll get a crappy check maybe at some point in the, in the future for right. Social Security. Um, it's pre- presuming the government's still around when yep. you uh, retire. Okay, so that means one-third of Americans between the ages of 16 and 65 – these are the ones That's that are eligible people. to work, is yeah. actually paying an income tax mm-hmm. at all. Mm. Now, I think the numbers have gone up under Trump's um, thing because some of the deductions have gone away. But I look, I'm not an accountant, so don't expect this out of me. Um, but nonetheless, just about a third of Americans pay any kind of federal income tax. And most of the people who pay aren't paying much. It's the people at the top end. You know, the top 10 percent of earners are the ones who are really paying. They do so, s- of course... Half of the population, two-thirds of the population is paying nothing. It's an interesting point. The toll-free number here tonight, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You can bring up whatever you want, whether it's taxes or we can talk about uh, the rich, specifically Jeff Bezos and his obsession with protecting his own personal privacy but invading your privacy. Uh, Also, news about Venezuela coming up as well. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. We're in Acapulco, Mexico, getting ready for the upcoming Anarchapulco event kicking off on Thursday. Still got time to get down here if you want to join us. In fact, I, as I understand it, Derek J. Freeman has arrived in Acapulco this evening, so we're looking forward to getting him on the air with us. Uh, catch up because it's been way too long. 
I'm sure there'll be some uh, some friendly faces that we've uh, we've known for years at Anarchapulco. As always, the event is bigger year after year, and uh, this year with 3,000 tickets available and over 2,500 of them sold back as of, I think, early December. Uh, I don't know how close they are to sellout status at this point, but you can still go and learn more about it over at anarchapulco.com. So we've been talking about uh, wealth. We've been talking about jealousy, people who want to tax the rich even more so than before. You want to jump on the line here to get on the air with us, you can. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. Let's go to Tom. He's in Portland, Maine, listening to WLOB. Hello, Tom. Hey, guys. Um, I just wanted to bring up a point. Have you guys seen the the Harvard study that was done a while ago where they surveyed on the ideal wealth distribution in America and then, like, what the actual distribution No. Who do they survey about that? Yeah, so I I do know it was a somewhat random sampling of Americans. They had different professions and and things like that. So you had CEOs and, and, uh, you know, labor men and things like that. And part of the survey that they did found out that the average ideal wealth distribution was kind of a gradual curve with like the top 20 percent eventually making a lot of money um and then they did that same question but for what they thought the actual wealth curve was and it was a little bit more skewed in terms of the wealthy and they compared both of those what their ideal would be and what they thought it actually was to what it actually was and Hmm. the curve was so far removed they couldn't even include it on the graph and it wasn't an intentionally misleading graph it was really you know showing the difference there and so i just wonder you know, so wait wait, wait. you're saying just to be clear average, you're yeah. you're saying that the actual gap was much greater meaning that uh rich people insane. were even uh, more rich yeah, than people thought yeah. they were that kind of thing it's, so it, it's as bad as the top 20 percent right now in the united states own about uh 60 of all of the wealth um mm-hmm. which makes sense because they're super rich the top one percent owns 40 percent Wow. So that's, that's the difference, yeah. And um, I really, you know, I'm, I'm not putting a plug for this, but if you look wealth distribution in America, it's the first thing that pops up on YouTube. It's pretty mm-hmm. crazy. Interesting. Um, so, what do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, um, I mean, to be honest with you, I find it a, a little unsettling if that top 1%, if that money isn't being used for, you know, I don't want to say the common good necessarily, but being used for some good, you know, not just sitting in a bank. I think that's what really bothers me. Well, you know that when you sit money in a bank, it actually gets used, right? That's like invested. Yeah. Well, what happens is yeah. uh, banks hold on to money and they loan it out. Now, th- there's a problem where the banks have the ability to create money from thin air, and that's called fractional reserve banking, and that makes it uh, you know, a really nasty situation uh, generally that definitely benefits the uh, the bankers more than, uh, than anybody else. But uh, generally, the idea of holding money in a bank, it's not just sitting there. It's being loaned to people that want to start a business or you know want to buy a car or whatever. So it doesn't just sit there. It actually gets put to work. Um, for other sure. people. That that actually does make sense. And I just had one other kind of question. Yeah. It was also part of the, the calculation was that, you know, your average high-level executive CEO makes, um, you know, 340, I think 380 times more than their average employee. So not like the toilets, but like their baseline salaried employee. Like almost yep. 400 times more. And my question is, and this might not even be a worthwhile question after I ask it, but does that person actually work 400 times harder, or is he just working 400 times smarter, I guess? Well, it's it's not necessarily either of those things. It's a person who has gotten into a, a place that 
is a fairly highly competitive market. I mean, these uh, CEOs aren't cheap for a reason. Presumably, if they do a good job, they should be uh, you know, rewarded, con- commensurate with their ability to do the job. And some people look at it and they say, well, that's just too much money. Well, that's what the market has decided to pay that person. And right. we, like can, we can... Well, right, and athletes are another good example of this. I mean, I can I can balk at the ridiculous uh, ridiculous ticket prices at you know a baseball game or or football game or the Super Bowl or whatever, but somebody's paying it. Somebody thinks that uh, that seeing that game and seeing those star athletes do their thing is is worth that money. And you know, God has bless them. Let them have whatever you know uh, jobs and let them have whatever uh, enjoyment that they uh, that they want. There's been a lot of looks. Um, the, the press has spent a lot of time, especially NPR. They spend a lot of time sort of digging into CEO pay. Mm-hmm. And what they don't spend any time in uh, digging into is politicians, what they're getting, you know, the kickbacks, the the insider trading and all this stuff um, that, that, that they're doing. Most of the politicians, most of the legislators and senators start out normal relatively normal folks end up multimillionaires mm-hmm. and that's not happening by chance and it just goes to show that everybody wants to go after the corporations. Nobody wants to go after their stooges, the politicians. The corporations really don't have power until they buy it from the politicians. Yeah, that's definitely true. Uh, Tom, any other comments? Go right ahead. Um, no, I mean, you know, those are really the, the points I wanted to make there, and I appreciate you guys taking my Good call. Good call, dude. Thanks for uh, sharing it with us tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, the toll-free number, if you want to join us here, is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. And, you know, one of the other things that other people have looked at when it comes to these CEO salaries is they've taken, like, uh, you know, a CEO of a big corporation making however many hundreds of millions of dollars, and then they, they determine, well, what would it be like if that CEO just gave up their entire salary? said, I want to do what's right for the workers. And they gave up their entire salary for a year and distributed that down to every single worker within that corporation. In many cases, it would be completely meaningless. Or close to. I mean, a handful of cents per hour or something like that raised for every single worker. If, basically, any, if anything, yeah. yeah. Basically negligible and, and close to, to zero. And so, uh, look, if you don't like it, then register your discontent by not buying from that company. Or buy stock in that company. That way you're one of the owners and you make money off of it. (laughs) That's one way you can try to change the system from the inside, I guess. Uh, The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. We've also got the Discord on-air call-in line room. So jump over to our Discord server over at discord.lrn.fm. You're showing me a headline here, Mark. I'm taking it. That means you want to talk about it. Um, Is this the girl in the... The, the Michelle boyfriend Carter never met or whatever. What is this story you're showing? Yeah, me? The Mich- Michelle Carter is the girl from Massachusetts who encouraged. Uh, I I don't I don't know why they continue to call this guy her boyfriend. Um, as as I understand it, if they had ever met, they had only met twice. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, maybe they'd only talked on the phone twice. Uh, they basically, this is the guy who killed himself by asphyxiation, right? Didn't he uh, put in the his, Kmart parking lot. his tailpipe with like a hose on it or something, and yep. and threw you know like distributed the carbon monoxide into his cab? Of his she truck. helped him research how to go, best go about killing himself mm-hmm. most painlessly, and then finally you know encouraged him to do it, something that he had wanted to do. He had attempted suicide in the past, and yeah. they spent a lot of time texting back and forth. One of the two times I believe they communicated on the telephone at all. 
uh, they, was that night was when he tried to get out of the vehicle and said, I'm scared to kill myself. And she said, you get back in there truck and die. And <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she was found guilty of uh, manslaughter. Wow. And she is being uh, sent. She was sentenced to 15 months. That's gone Jeez. up to the state Supreme Court. They've upheld that. And so she's wow. being drug off to the pokey. Um, that will go front in front of the U.S. Supreme Court really? now to see whether or not this is a First Amendment. I don't know whether I think it's Who's first... taking this girl's case to the Supreme Court? I think it's an interesting question. Um, Who's taking the case or the question itself? No, the, the, the question itself, and that's why the lawyers are doing it. Just to see what the court says, basically? Yeah. I don't think she's particularly... What's the what... legal argument? I mean, what is it that they're... It's free speech. Right. Well, according to them, I don't think it's free speech. You but, support the conviction? No, I don't support the conviction because I think that if you allow a pretty girl to talk you into suicide, you probably deserve it. Uh-huh. However, um, I would say that speech has consequences, that you're not allowed to just say whatever you want. And if, if there are consequences to the things you say, that you should bear the responsibility for those consequences. In this case, I would say that um, you know, suicide is should, suicide's a right. It should be. So I don't think it's not in most places encouraging it's a crime in most places. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. uh, Well, you know, it's a crime against yourself. There's no victim. I I don't know how you sentence somebody who's dead. You don't. You catch them as they're doing it, and then you sentence them. Whatever. I don't think that. I don't know how many people have been sentenced in the last uh, thirty-three decades for attempted suicide. For attempted suicide. Well, I don't know either, but I know it from my what I understand. It is illegal in a lot of places in the United States. So I I could be wrong about that. Yeah, I don't think it's free speech uh, because I don't think because I think speech has consequences, um, and you know you should be responsible for those consequences. If you tell a bunch of lies. If you tell lies that get somebody to do something, for instance, commit fraud, mm-hmm. um, then you should be responsible for that. But she didn't tell a lie. She encouraged she said, hey, if you want to kill, you want to kill yourself. Here's a way to do it. And, oh, and she told him to kill himself. Let's not forget. Yeah. Let's just, don't minimize what she did. The toll-free um, number here, if you want to join us, you want to comment on this story, you're welcome to. Our number is 855-450-FREE. This is relatively fresh news, breaking yep. news, basically. Uh, 855-450-FREE. Hour 3 is next. This is Free Talk Live from Acapulco. Ron Paul, Judge Napolitano, Doug Casey, Larkin Rose. The biggest names in the liberty movement will be at the largest gathering of free thinkers, voluntarists, libertarians, and ANCAPs in Acapulco, Mexico, from February 14th through the 19th. 2019 at Anarchapulco. You'll love the lineup of speakers for four days among the sun and beaches of a world-class resort. Go to anarchapulco.com and use code FTL to register and receive 15% off. Anarchapulco.com, code FTL. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want here. We're talking about the news about the young lady in Massachusetts who encouraged her so-called boyfriend, who they barely even met in real life once, I think, or something like that, a very, very limited amount of times. They didn't live too far from one another, but just hadn't really done more than talked online. Uh, She got into the news, what, a year or two ago or something like that for... Her boyfriend, so-called boyfriend, killing himself in his truck at her suggestion. Of course, he wanted to kill himself, and she kind of helped him along with instructions, and she helped him do some research, because apparently he just can't Google uh, on his own. So uh, he wanted to kill himself. She helped him. He did. She's she's a little helper bee. And now she's going to prison for apparently a 15-month-long sentence. 
the Massachusetts voluntary manslaughter. The Massachusetts Supreme Court upheld the decision uh, to send her to prison, and now apparently is being appealed to the federal courts' uh, systems as well. So now, does it go from uh, Supreme Court in in a state yeah. to like district court, then appeals court, then Supreme, or does it jump all the way to one of the higher federal? I think it courts has to go all the way through the the, the whole federal, the federal system. court system. Yeah, I yeah. uh, thought so too. Uh, so if you want to comment on that story, you're and by welcome. the way, um, she has a 15 month jail term, which means she'll um, be she'll be out before this thing gets wrapped yeah, up with, in court with, with whatever you know, good time, gain time, parole, or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. That they're she'll be in for a out. year. She'll be. You think that much? Well, if it's two thirds, or uh, you know, eighty five percent is a thing in federal yeah. federal prison, but that's not necessarily, and, and it's true in Florida, but it's not true yeah. necessarily in every state. Maybe ten months, eleven. I don't know. I don't know what Massachusetts' rules Nor are. Nor do I. But uh, she's going to prison, and Mark, you almost sound like you're not in favor of this, right? Nope. No. Okay. No, I don't think she... What should happen to this young lady? I think that if you can get... Uh, if, if, a, if a pretty young lady can get you to commit suicide, well... What about an ugly young lady? I don't care. Okay. If, if somebody... That, like, suicide's a right. I think it should be. I don't... It's your body. You should be able to end your life if you want. Now, you shouldn't be able to create messes for people. Right. And that's what this guy did. And well, you know, he didn't blast his brains out. I mean, he, he left a body, so it's not the messiest of, of things. No, but, I mean, this lady's going to jail over it. Right. I mean, that's not, that wasn't his intention. I don't care what his intentions are. Well, that's the state putting her in jail. That's not his mess. He didn't do that. In, uh, nonetheless. When I think of a mess, I think of a bloody mess. I think she's kind of a gross weirdo. Oh, yeah. But well, she did something that's freaky and, and I, terrible. I think that, you know, she's at this point received enough press that she's got all the punishment. Believe me, got all the punishment she needs for this. Twelve months in jail pales in comparison to the lifetime of shaming. Oh, you're that girl. Yeah, that she's going to get over <laughs> you this. You want to work here? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really need that necessarily. Yeah. Are you going to consultant for uh, euthanasia? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she should go work with uh, Jack Kevorkian. No, I think Jack's dead. Yeah. <laughs> but she could uh, become a doctor and, uh, you know, push euthanasia. I don't know. Uh, you know, I... I, I don't. I think she's responsible for her words. I think everybody's responsible for their words. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that uh, suicide should be this terrible thing. She didn't cause this guy to do this. Yes, he got out of the vehicle. Yes, she told him to go back in. That is the yuckiest part of this to me. I think the the news calling him her her boyfriend is strange because it's like they, these two never met. They were just text buddies. They're pen pals. So, I don't know. That's how I feel about it. All right. So, I think that uh, in this case, and I think I, I agree with you, suicide ought to be legal. And I think it ought to be legal whether it's assisted by a doctor or not. Okay? And I think that that's the m- most sensible way to do it is to you know go see a medical professional and uh, allow them to prescribe you a death pill or, you know, whatever system it is, the death injection that, you know, they, uh, the, the doctor-assisted one is where they press the button for you, right, versus the one where, uh, isn't that, is that right, or is it doctor-assisted where they set up the button for you to press? I, I don't know the specifics I of the, the terminology. Because, right, if, you, if the doctor presses the button, they call that murder, 
Right. If they set you up to press the button, that might be doctor-assisted suicide. Yeah. Either way, I think both of those things should be legal. Yep. Some people aren't in the condition to press the button. Right. If you've gone in there and you've said, you know, look, I don't want to live anymore. Whatever the reason is, maybe you've got a terminal illness and you are in tremendous pain every single day. Maybe you're bedridden and you can't have an enjoyable lifestyle. You can't even get up to use the bathroom. Uh, your family comes in and sees you like this every single, you know, as often as they can. And if it's the family's there, then the doctor can set up the button, walk out of the room, and then... One you... of them can press it. Right. 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 But My, my lovely know, wife's sitting here. I'd press the button for you, honey. A doctor can't even do that in most states. <laughs> they can't even set up that situation in most places, Mark. Yes. Um, I think Oregon is one of the few places in the United States where doctor-assisted suicide is legal, right. if I recall correctly. So you've got to get to Oregon. And I don't recall if any other states have done it since then. I don't know if, uh, if it's spread. I know that it's uh, legal in some European countries, but I really okay. can't tell you much beyond that. So suicide via doctor absolutely should be legal. Like To me, that's a no-brainer, and I think that anybody that opposes that is completely callous. Uh, to the human experience of, of pain. I know, you know Kurt Vonnegut in one of his short stories uh, predicted that the future would have suicide uh, kiosks where you uh-huh. well, attractive women uh, lure you in to uh, commit suicide and, uh, you know, you, 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 <laughs> you push the button and off you go and then uh, they, they, they trundle you, you out in the out. garbage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, not only should that be legal, but just killing yourself on your own volition without an you know, assistant uh, should also be legal. Now, I, I think that that's the worst way to do it because you're more likely to screw it up. You're more likely to you know, leave a mess behind. If you have a professional assist you with it, like a doctor, they know how to handle it. They'll take care of the cleanup. Yeah. Well, doctors deal with dead people. Yeah. So, uh, but unfortunately, this is an issue that, for whatever reason, is not being talked about in many places. It's not being promoted in a lot of places, and it, it really ought to be. Uh, of course, a lot of people don't start to care about this issue until they actually have somebody who they care about who gets into a, just a terrible situation, like a medically dangerous, horribly painful uh, lifestyle or you know existence. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, gosh, yeah, I guess it would be nice if we had uh, assisted suicide. But by then, it's too late because these laws don't change overnight. So if you, if you feel like you know, this is an issue that you want to get involved in, I don't even know where you would begin. I'm sure there's some sort of national organization that you can, you can get in go touch to with Oregon. about that. But to, bo- to go back to the Massachusetts case, um, she's going to prison for 15 months. Correct. And all she did was say some words over a telephone. She sent some text messages. She spoke to a person. And I don't care what the content of your words are. You can't make someone do something. If he got on the phone with her and said, I don't feel I don't want to kill myself now. She says, yeah, do it, you wussy. Then, uh, and he went back in and, and killed himself, got back into the truck full of carbon monoxide, and then died because of that. That's still his choice. That's still his fault. And she, doesn't, she should not, in my opinion, bear any responsibility, legally at least. If you want to hold her responsible personally, that that's another question. The standpoint that you are taking, I disagree on that one. What part? Uh, well, that, that somehow um, just speaking words, you shouldn't be responsible for just speaking words. Words are an action, and actions, if they have consequences, you need to bear the responsibility for those consequences. So uh, let me give my um, rebuttals. I mean, if I 
just speak words into a telephone to a hitman mm-hmm. and say, I will pay you such and such for doing such and such. Well, then you're initiating force in that case. How, how am I? I've just talked, spoke words. You're ordering someone but by paying. She them. ordered them too. He said, get back. She said, get back in the truck. She, that's a different situation. That's an encouragement. You're talking about an encouragement. What if I told the, um, the hitman, well, the hitman was an attractive woman and I said that I would uh, pr- provide some kind of sexual favor? You're still offering consideration. Consideration. In re- oh, in a return. hug? You're offering consideration oh, in return Oh, I see. It has to be about consideration. Thing. Did she... Is, is it, when you tell someone to do something, are they not doing it because of their relationship with you? That there's some consideration going on. In a social interaction, there's always consideration going on. There's more coming up here. If you want to jump in, uh, get your thoughts on the air with us here. We're live from Acapulco. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. 855-450-3733. Or join the Discord server at discord.lrn.fm. It's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. We're here in Acapulco, Mexico. You can join us. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Down here for the Anarchapulco conference that uh, kicks off in just days, of course. Also uh, coming up this summer, ForkFest is coming back for what I think will be the third year. Third go. Yep, of uh, ForkFest. What is it? Well, it's kind of a decentralized camping festival. And uh, it's a small one. It's by uh, by no means as large as some of the other camping festivals out there, libertarian uh, camping festivals. But it's a fun one because, well, nobody's in charge. So you get to decide what happens. Maybe you want to create a thing for other people to enjoy. Maybe a party or a you know dance party or whatever it is you want to do. Music, uh, musical act or you know, gaming, uh, table gaming. Uh, Maybe gambling. Who knows? You know, whatever it is you want to create for the attendees of ForkFest, you can do that. Um, and you can go and learn more about the event. It happens in June. Now, we believe the dates are going to be June 13th through the 18th this coming year. Because it's usually the five days uh, prior to another camping festival called ForkFest. So ForkFest kind of forked off from that festival. Um, it doesn't have the centralization. It doesn't have the uh, you know the board of directors. There are no board of directors. There are no people in charge of Fork Fest. There's just a group of people that kind of say, "These are the days we're going to do this thing." And it's a then, libertarian camping festival. Yeah, and then Come the, have fun. Then the thing happens. It happens at a beautiful location, Rogers Campground in northern New Hampshire, right on the the very end of springtime. This is the uh, the week basically before uh, the official beginning of summer. And it's just a beautiful time to be up in the White Mountains of New Hampshire. You can go to ForkFest.Party to learn more about the event coming up in 2019. There are no tickets uh, to ForkFest. So you're looking for an affordable camping festival? This is the one. Uh, there's, uh, you do still have to pay for your campsite. You know, if you want to go into the motel and pay a little bit more, you can also go down the street to a nicer hotel and stay there if you want to. And then just come uh, to the campground with us during the daytime uh, or at night or whatever. 
Um, so go to ForkFest.Party. There's a forum there with uh, that you can connect with other ForkFesters, maybe look at some of the posts from recent years and see what has happened in past years, uh, or get into the Telegram chat room with ForkFesters from the past and those who have yet to attend. So it's coming up June 13th through the 18th, 2019, ForkFest.Party is where you can go to learn more about that. So we were talking about uh, suicide, not a fun topic uh, to discuss, but Mark, you were uh, you were arguing that people who say certain things ought to be held responsible for their words. On the other hand, you don't think this young lady should be going to prison for encouraging a young man to kill himself. I think that the term freedom of speech is too easily misinterpreted. Mm-hmm. People that realize that actions have consequences sometimes believe that speech isn't an action and speech is just another action i am speaking right now by moving muscles in my throat right you're projecting sound waves out of your mouth punch you by moving my arm muscles in my Mm -hmm. arm yeah these are not different things now i the results are different right well the punching different stuff create physical pain whereas your words can create all kinds of different feelings. But so libertarians don't believe that fraud, which is speech, is acceptable. We don't. Uh, we believe that if somebody yells fire in a th- crowded theater, mm-hmm. and I don't know, maybe they put up some flashing lights that look like fire. Maybe they go through a whole array of things. It wasn't really fire. And I, when I yelled fire, it wasn't really fire. So it's just speech. Whatever. I don't it's know how this all goes. It's not illegal to do that. It's just against the private property owner's rules. I'm not talking about laws here, Ian. I'm talking about responsibility. Yeah. If you yell fire in my crowded theater and, you know, some people begin to panic or whatever. somebody gets trampled. Then I can bring a bouncer in to drag you out. If they bang you against a couple of walls on the way out, I don't care. I think that's legitimate. You're responsible for your actions. But that's enforcing private property rules. And you're legitimately able to remove somebody from your private property who's breaking your rules, whether it's them yelling fire or throwing a drink at the screen or, you know, arguing during a movie or something like that. So all I'm saying is, is that freedom of speech doesn't exist. No, it's a government concept. It's that, a concept surrounding the state, right. usually having to do with critiques of the state. Yeah. And I so that doesn't really come into play with this young lady. Suicide should be legal. Correct. Encouraging somebody to commit suicide should be legal. I agree. If it's you tacky, commit suicide but... solely based on the words of a pretty girl, you probably but like the gene poll doesn't need you. What about online bullying? I don't I don't know what that is exactly. Okay, so some people, young people typically have uh, you know, in like middle school or whatever. Uh, people say it, mean things to me on the internet all the time. I understand that. Uh you're 47. The argument is younger people are less uh, equipped to deal with this. They're uh, you know, they don't have the the confidence, the self-confidence or whatever. Why do so, you let your kids um use platforms where they get abused? Right. So I uh just you know, I'm bringing up the issue because some people talk about this as okay. as something that there ought to be a law. And, there was uh, an instance where a girl committed suicide after being bullied by not only one of her peers, but her peer's mother. mother. That's right. Um, at one point. And I don't know how that case came out. I can't, you know, I can't I think the it. mother got in trouble. The, it's probably been it. 10 years. Yeah, it's been a while. But that's one of the key online, so-called online bullying cases. It is a key online bullying case. And first, I've got to say, um, you know, that mother's a terrible person. Yep. 
right? Like awful. You're that involved in your kid's life. Maybe the maybe the girl who committed suicide was just awful. I don't know the answers to that. I, they I could all have been awful. Who knows? Right. Like I can tell you that uh, you know there's uh, I, there are young people in this world that are awful. Yep, that's true. And it's probably because their parents are awful. Yep. But regardless, that doesn't change the fact that they're awful. And sometimes, you know, they need to be told. They probably should be told in a way that they can hear. Usually people can't hear, um, you know, bullying, mean speech. You've got you to approach them in a way that they can hear it, that they're prepared to listen. But, um, you know, yeah, I, I guess if you've... If- Letting your kids go online in an adult fashion and be talked to in an adult fashion, they're going to have adult consequences. One of those adult consequences is suicide. Okay, so then you're with me then in that uh, online bullying laws should not exist, that it's uh, wild west of the internet, and if you can't hack it, then don't go there. Yeah, I would also say that if uh, the uncle of you know somebody who commits suicide because you've uh, done you've told them some terrible things online comes to your house and puts holes in you, please don't come to me for a whole bunch of sympathy. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Well, actions have consequences. You dirty losers and your dirty lo- <laughs> everybody wants to be a, a player until it's time to do player stuff, mm. you know. And then you know when when you're getting shot at or whatever by some mad lunatic. Oh well. Sorry, I don't care. All right, let's go to Gene the Christian Anarchist. Uh, Gene, you're on Free Talk Live on our Discord lines. Go ahead. Hola, senores. Hola. Uh, Yeah, I wanted to talk about pornography because you guys mentioned earlier that, um, where was it? They're going to try to outlaw pornography, right? Uh, no, there's, there's concern, uh, with the Trump administration, uh, this, this new, uh, was it the attorney general that he's appointing to replace Jeff Sessions? I think it was William Barr was the proposal. I don't know where that is standing right now. Uh, we might be able to check that here yeah, in, in just a don't, moment. Don't come to me for, uh, updates on the Trump administration. But, uh, well, you pay more attention than I do. But yeah. anyway, William, this William Barr guy is like a super right-wing uh, moralist type who wants to crack down on pornography. So that's the fear is that they're going to crack down on it. Uh, stand by, Gene. We're going to bring you back for that discussion coming up here in moments. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. Do you operate a retail business and are looking for a solution for point-of-sale cryptocurrency acceptance? It's never been easier thanks to any AnyPay.Global. Global. There's no paperwork or approval process to open an account. If you already have a tablet at your cash register, you're almost done. Just sign up at AnyPay.Global. Drop your personal crypto wallet addresses in our setup page and then load our app. That's it. You're accepting cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Dash at your store. Get started now at AnyPay.Global. That's AnyPay.Global. Free Talk Live, we invite you to join us here. Our number for you to get on the airwaves with us, 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Whether you want to talk about legalizing suicide or whatever happens to be on your mind, you can do that. 855-450-FREE or the Discord on on-air call-in line rooms are available. That's where we're going to go back to with uh, Gene the Christian Anarchist here in a moment. Go to discord.lrn.fm and you can jump into one of those. And don't forget to go online and enjoy the various features we have on our website over at freetalklive.com. If you sign up for our email updates, we'll send you an email, usually no more than once a week, 
to inform you about the latest on what's happening with Free Talk Live. You can sign up for those. It's right there on the front page of our site at freetalklive.com uh, as you scroll down the, the main page. I guess, you know what, during the show, it's not on the front page, is it? Because <laughs> during the show, uh, it's uh, the front page of the site. You have to click through the normal front page. So like on yes. during the live show, at least, the front page of freetalklive.com switches to a live page. From 7p to 10p yeah. Eastern time, our front page is different than it is the other 21 yeah. hours so I guess of the day. I haven't really been saying that right the whole time. <laughs> but anyway, you'll find it if you go to the main Free Talk Live page at freetalklive.com. It's there. You just pop your email address in there. We'll send you updates, uh, usually on the weekends. So, 855-450-FREE is the number. Let's go back to Gene, the Christian anarchist. You called in about pornography. There's been some uh, fear in the porn industry uh, about this new potential attorney general, the person that uh, will ostensibly replace the uh, Jeff Sessions. Now, kind of like the fear that Jeff Sessions was going to crack down on the marijuana businesses didn't actually uh, really materialize, right? There was all this when Sessions was nominated, and he's bad, no doubt about it, like... (laughs) Nobody who cares about freedom should like Jeff Sessions. So I understood the concern, but thank goodness it actually didn't materialize. It didn't happen. There wasn't a federal crackdown on the states that had legalized marijuana. It didn't no, happen. No, it really didn't happen. I mean, uh, honestly, Obama was worse on uh, states that had legalized marijuana than, than Trump, Trump has Trump's been so far. Sessions. Right. So I, you know, I, I would like to say the same thing will be true about this other guy, but who knows? You know, who knows what's what this guy's going to do, this William Barr. I think, Mark, you pulled up a story during the break about Rand Paul apparently going to vote against uh, Barr. So that's a little bit of good news. Who knows whether he'll make it through. But, uh, of course, the Democrats, you know, they're kind of going to have to uh, to vet this person. So maybe that'll help get a less bad person in. I don't know. Whoever it is, it's going to be attorney general. They're going to be a bad guy. So that's the fear, Gene, is that this, this new guy is going to crack down on pornography. Yeah. So anyways, here's the point I wanted to make. As a Christian anarchist, I support porn. Really? I think, uh, oh, yeah. And those deep fakes, I love those things, too. I mean, <laughs> they're great. But what I'm getting at is by supporting porn, I think that what you're looking at is all this morality comes about from Puritan uh, beliefs and these uh, very old, antiquated beliefs about sexuality. Mm-hmm. And I think... That sexuality should be, uh, it should be open and it should be uh, commonplace. I don't think sexuality should be something that's that's hidden from everybody. How is it you're a Christian have... exactly? I mean, it, this seems so contrary to what you would typically hear from these moralizing Christians who you know only believe that uh, sex should be done you know in private and with your the person with to whom you're married and there's all these strictures that many Christians will say Jesus advocated uh, or God wants you to do or whatever I, that just yeah. uh, you are I, very unusual it seems because I believe that Christ is a representation of God but I don't believe that what we see in the Bible is an accurate representation of history. Uh-huh. So, okay. I tend to I'm agree looking... that with that same statement. If you get to be a Christian, then I get to be one, too. You're a Christian now? Yes. I well, I mean, by, by this particular definition, he's claiming that Christ is a representation of God. Most, okay. Most churches would disclaim me. So, okay. But at any rate, I don't worry about what most churches say or what they teach. Sure. What I'm, say, what I'm saying about uh, sexuality is that we have— relatives who have a farm they have two children the girls 10 the boys eight and they are involved in the breeding of the animals as they 
you know, as they raise them, they babies, they know where everything comes from. Yep, okay, they're eight it. and ten. They know what's going on. They're not stupid. And well, in dad's the past, probably excited when, when there's some, some mating going on. I mean, you know, when I when yeah. I would put the the new gilt or sow in with uh, with my my boar, Bill Clinton, um, <laughs> and we get a we get a breeding. Go- well, it's his job to eat and hump. He's well named. Um, and <laughs> we'd get a breeding going on. I'm I'm excited. So there you yeah. go. Right. So so what I'm getting at is sexuality should not be one of these hidden taboo things. Now, these kids know all about sexuality when they're eight and ten years old. Now, I don't suppose they're practicing it, but uh, typically, historically, when I was young, the farm kids were usually the ones who were humping each other first. Hmm. And this it just goes to it's just common because they see sexuality all day long in the farm. Um, you s- go down the street once in a while, you'll see some dogs going at it. So why but isn't that, hold on, let me, let, me, let me jump back in here. Kind of try to, I'm going to try my best to provide the uh, moralizing religious viewpoint here. Like, all right, Gene, in the good luck uh, with that. Yeah, uh, all right, Gene, in the Bible, you had Adam and Eve, and they were everything was cool in the garden until they ate from the fruit and the, the knowledge of good and evil, and then all of a sudden they had to cover up. Then it became an embarrassment uh, to show their genitals, and sex was bad. I mean, isn't the, doesn't that story, the very beginning of the Bible, suggest that we ought to be modest? Well, if you want to believe that, I look at it and see something different. I I see the story of creation, and I think, why the heck are we wearing clothes? Mm. What are we hiding? A man after my you own know? heart. I'm sitting here in my boxers right now. <laughs> but, you know, I think I think everybody, it. if they want to, should be able to just walk walk around naked. I don't see a problem with it. I totally agree but, with you. By the way, I th- I agree but, because it's because people hide. I hope it. they at least carry around a little towel. <laughs> yes, that's what typically they do. You know, you take a towel and you got to sit on that. Yeah, that's, well, that's it could be dirty. Courtesy. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Well, it could also be want, dirty. Yeah. You know, you don't want to leave any, you know, stains. You don't want to leave stains, down. nor do you want to pick things up in there, if you, especially if you're a lady. Yeah. This is why I'm an advocate so, for underpants. For God's sake, people wear underpants. Yeah. <laughs> or or take a towel. But what I'm getting at is uh, sexuality is a taboo because society is making it a taboo. Right. Sexuality by right. itself is not a taboo. It's It happens it uh, has to all happen. around the world. <laughs> it, yeah. it happens all around the world in every society. And it happens between people that society says isn't, aren't supposed to be doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you want to see what kind of strange, twisted sexual relations you can have, read the Bible because there's a lot of them in there. There's there's some really strange things going on in the Bible if you really want to dig into there. So sexuality shouldn't be something that we hide from or that we're afraid of. Um, you are you are think, so controversial tonight, Gene. It's one of your most controversial calls because people get very upset about this topic. Well, I know I'm going to piss off a lot of Christians yeah. out there, and but I think those Christians need to loosen up and stop being so yeah. Well, like if you're a the, Christian, so the devil did not create sex, right? One of the <laughs> no. things that Christians do is they saddle their uh, children with a lot of shame Baggage. that, that yep. somehow they're supposed to just shed immediately upon getting married. Mm. You oh know, yeah. If you want to have luck. a good relationship, sex is a foundation for that relation. A foundation for that relationship. Right. A big part of the foundation for that relationship. And if 
you know, s- s- you're supposed to feel shame all through your life about sex and sex is bad, dirty, wrong, and whatever. But then it's, all of a sudden you the get married. Sin. Then yeah. when you get married, suddenly, woohoo, you know, no more sin. The shackles are off. You it's, can do the f- it's, it's few young Christians which can just put that immediately aside right. and have a healthy relationship around sex. Right. Years and years By of the indoctrination. Way. Years and years of the, way, the most informative years. Yeah. By the way, Mark, you better buy your wife some flowers because when you get home, you're going to hear it about that. Uh, oh, I'm already assist- I'm sitting like assisted suicide her. comment. You're in deep water, buddy. <laughs> she said right back at you. She said, her favorite joke is um, whenever we talk about this is that he wouldn't want to live this way. But I'm sitting right here, honey. He wouldn't want to live this way. <laughs> Good call, Gene. Great call, actually. Thank you for calling and sharing that tonight with us. That's Gene, the Christian anarchist. He's hanging out in our Discord uh, chat server. Get on over there if you want to join him over at discord.lrn.fm. That's discord.lrn.fm. We got moments remaining, but there's enough time for you if you want to join us on the radio. 855-450-FREE is our number. It's free talk. Hey, it's Free Talk Live. We're in Acapulco for night number five of our series of live broadcasts from Acapulco. Even though we've been to Anarchapulco uh, for the past couple of years, Mark, and broadcast from the event, we've never done live broadcasts from Acapulco. In fact, it's actually been probably like three years at least since we've done any live remote broadcasts whatsoever. So whenever we do remotes these days, we've always been doing them recorded. Um, and that's the way we're going to start doing an Acapulco as of Thursday, once the, the event kicks off. But since we're just kind of here for several days in advance, actually you and your family are spending the entire month uh, here in Acapulco. Yeah, that's I've, great. I've come to join you, and thank you for the in- invitation. It's been it's been nice. It's really been honestly wonderful to have you here, and uh, thanks for playing Marco Polo yesterday <laughs> with Jack. He loved it. Uh, so the... Uh, I'm sorry, in this new um, politically correct world, is it still okay to play Marco Polo? Nobody told me otherwise. I want to to apologize to all the (laughs) Italian-Americans who are listening. (laughs) I deeply regret any offense that you may have taken over the childhood (laughs) pool game that I just mentioned. Yeah. Um, I forget where I was going with this, all that. This is this is what America has has come yeah. to. Everybody's offended constantly. They're looking to be offended too. So uh, yeah, it's been great here, Acapulco. Nice place to come visit. I don't know if it, I'd want to live in here, our though. Discord. They're offended that I said that people that can be talked into suicide deserve to be to you know to be to die. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Like, well, calling it the eugenics. phone lines are open here at eight fifty five four fifty free. If you want to register your opinion. Uh, where more than just a handful of people in the Discord chat can see you over at uh, discord.lrn.fm, 855-450-FREE, like freedom. We've also got the Discord on-air call-in line room. So just, you know, if you're in Discord, it's easy to do this. You just join the call-in line room. Got something to say? Just join the call-in line room, and we'll put you on the air just like we did uh, with Gene, the Christian anarchist, at discord.lrn.fm. You know, I do appreciate anybody who participates in the Discord, too, and they make it a much more interesting place. They do. um, And the calls coming from there have generally been pretty good. If everybody agreed on everything in the Discord chat, no one one would come back. So, you know, thanks to everybody in there that thinks that I'm a eugenicist. All right, uh, I got a related story that I've been sitting on for a few days now, and it's big news uh, for people that support topless equality, for people that support freedom for women uh, to be able to do what men can do across the United States, and that is walk around with their shirt off if they want to. 
Uh, this is an issue that has come to the highest court in New Hampshire, and it was a 3-2 uh, ruling, so in no way decisive. Yeah. Uh, a 3-2 ruling, the state Supreme Court has found that the city of Laconia's ordinance banning toplessness for women on a specific, I think it's either the town itself or the beach in the town, either way, uh, Laconia's ordinance does not discriminate, they say, on the basis of gender or violate the woman's right to free, women's right to free speech. Wait a minute. A law that discriminates against women taking their shirts off in public does not discriminate based on gender? That's the claim. Now, I have not read the actual opinion by the, the, the justices in this case. I've contacted the attorney and asked him to send it along. I probably could go to their website and find it, but I just haven't done if that yet. If at the beach men aren't allowed to be topless, then I would concur with that uh, headline yeah. that, yes, there's not discrimination. However, I would imagine that that is not true. We were just at the beach yesterday. Did That's we have right. shirts on? I usually wear a swim shirt. Because I, I had don't my like, shirt on because I was not going swimming. Yeah, I don't like uh, I don't like to put apply a whole bunch of that goop on myself. That's a smart idea. I've never actually done like the shirted swimming thing. Well, before. it's it's my wife. She had a child, and uh, she found it easier to put a swim shirt on him than to apply uh, lotion on him all the time. Yeah, he would get rubbed off. Makes so, sense. Um, you know, it's a new thing. Basically, everything you probably that is, use half the lotion if you avoid the trunk, right? Like the trunk of the body. Everything that is old is new again. Mm -hmm. Kids are now wearing sort of, you know, suits that would have been considered appropriate in the 1920s. Yeah, you were pointing that out. Yeah. They actually had one pieces for little boys yeah. that were running around. Boys in one pieces. Yeah. With uh, like shorts. And, and a few women were in uh, one pieces as well. It wasn't uncommon yeah. there, too. So 3-2 uh, ruling, they say the uh, ordinance does not discriminate on the basis of gender or violate the women's right to free speech. In a dissenting opinion, two of the judges argued the ordinance was uncon unconstitutional because it treats men and women differently. Heidi Lilly, Kaya Sinclair, and Ginger Piero are part of the Free the Nipple campaign. They were arrested in 2016 after removing their tops at a beach in Laconia and refusing to put them on when beachgoers complained. Piero was doing yoga while the other two women were sunbathing. The women argued this was a form of gender-based discrimination because men don't have to follow the same rules. The law supporters argue that it helps prevent public disturbances. The law, the Laconia... I would say that there's, you know, a little chatter about women who are topless on the beach. There's going to be some talking about that yeah, at this are. point. The because more of the, pur the Puritan society that we uh, have evolved from. The more women that are topless on the beach, the less chatter there will be until exactly. you find a particularly nice chest that goes by, at which point, you know, people will pay attention to it. But uh, that'll be about the end of the story. Dan Hines, their attorney, who also happens to be a uh, free stater, he's a libertarian activist who moved to New Hampshire, uh, took the case on pro bono. Great guy. He did a great job in court. He said, quote, We are extremely disappointed in the court's ruling that treating women differently than men does not amount to sex discrimination. <laughs> the court has effectively condoned making it a crime to be female, he said. And then further, he said in his statement, quote, Since the New Hampshire Constitution, which prohibits sex discrimination, was not enough to prevent this unequal and unfair treatment, we are hopeful the New Hampshire legislature steps up to correct this injustice by outlawing Laconia's ordinance. I can't see how, uh, I, like, I just can't imagine how the 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 shiftless lawyers uh, that are the uh, New Hampshire Supreme Court can possibly justify saying that women, specifically, based on their sex, are not allowed to take their shirts off on the beach. 
that's not sex discrimination. Right. Um, I don't have the ordinance in front of me, but I believe it specifically does talk about you know females or whatever, which that's means the definition right. of sex discrimination. Yeah, which means that there are still some very interesting things that can be done to protest this particular law. Right. We have a co-host on for an occasional co-host on Free Talk Live, Aria Demetso, who was born a man, still has a penis. But she dresses as though she's a woman. She presents herself kind of a punk rock woman. Yeah, but yeah. long hair, colored hair, you know, a little endo- or whatever. A little, a little androgynous, maybe. You know, I mean, I'm just trying to give people the the picture. Looks the, like a girl, though. Like she's presenting as a woman, right? Like presenting some... at the very least at some something in between. Yeah. Well, okay. That's how, in my opinion, okay, your yeah. opinion's valid as well. But my opinion is she is presenting as a woman. And she I respect her request. to be referred to uh, in the feminine. Yeah. She doesn't get offended if you don't, like no. some people. Um, but uh, she's she the best uh, possible rebuttal. If somebody's going to, you know, say all kinds of mean things to you or whatever, then you know, just like yeah, whatever, whatever makes you happy. Yeah. So what happens if you, uh, you know, put a, a transsexual out there on the beach and then call in a complaint to the police department? How would they handle that situation? Let's get that on video. Let's also have a female to male transsexual while we're at it. And see how they handle it. Someone that's had a mastectomy, for instance. Let's see how that goes. Right. Is so, it just the nipple? Yeah. Because there's a lot of women that aren't, that aren't transitioning at all that have no nipples, and that's pretty offensive. What if they just tattoo them on? I hear they do that. <laughs> the state attorney general's office defended the law in court, but didn't comment on the ruling. It argued the law was tailored to require only the covering of nipples, and the city was trying to avoid potential disturbances that could result from bare-breasted women on the beach. Similar court cases have had mixed results. A federal judge in 2017 ruled a Missouri law didn't violate the state constitution by allowing men but not women to show their nipples. That same year, a federal court blocked a Colorado city from enforcing a law barring women from going topless. So will this go to the Supreme Court? We don't know yet. Uh, that's something that they're obviously de- probably deciding as we speak. I have yet to hear back from Attorney Dan Hines in this particular case. I do look forward to talking to him and you know finding out more about what's going on so we can report on this further. And uh, He is one of the great movers uh, for the Free State Project. No doubt. He's a great attorney. And uh, and you know now that the Democrats have taken control of the state house, this is something that might go might be able to fly. Like the, you know this could get passed. Uh, it could possibly get the governor's signature. I Who can't knows? imagine that too many women are dying for this kind of equality. However, this kind of equality is a foregone conclusion in my mind. I, like I don't think that this is the hill to die on for most women out there. Like oh well we've got to be we've got to be equal to the men and the ability to take off our shirts at the beach, uh, but. But they ought to be. But some women want to take their shirts off at the beach, and they should be as able to do that as any man. And And the only disturbance is in the minds of the people who are upset by it. That's true. Then they call the police, and then the police create a real disturbance. They come out and threaten these women, uh, and it's absolutely awful, and it's a terrible court decision uh, here in New Hampshire. We'll keep you up to date as this situation continues to develop. And it's been Ian and Mark here on our second-to-last live night from Acapulco. we got another one tomorrow night, and then we're going to Anarchapulco starting on Thursday. We will look forward to seeing you there, and you can join us online in the meantime over on our website at freetalklive.com. 
Freetalklive.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at twitter.freetalklive.com and Mastodon at toot.freetalklive.com. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. Porcupine Real Estate. 